The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Dr. Brian Higgins is back with us for our weekly medical spot. Welcome back, Brian, and also back our children at school. So I suppose, does it stand to logic that if you start putting 25 to 30 children into a classroom, no matter what age they are, as they mix and mingle, there's a likelihood that some of them will pick up some sort of infection and get sick? No, absolutely. And thanks. It's lovely to be back. The it's really common. We know as GPs, as soon as we come into September and October, we're going to have a huge increase in children attending or contacting the practice with illness. And I suppose that's changed actually somewhat in the last couple of years because we've all become a lot more knowledgeable on what viral infections are and also how to treat them. So we actually haven't been seeing that many children in our clinics over the summer. But that's probably going to change a little bit now uh, when everyone's back to school and things have thankfully normalised a lot. Yeah, so when they're not wearing face masks and when there's probably less restrictions on movement within classes and between classes. Exactly. But you would actually hope that we've all become a lot more educated now on the importance regarding vaccination, also as well with just general um, hygiene, with hand washing and cough etiquette, that you would actually expect that there might be some long lasting benefits of people of that now just being the norm. And maybe as well, if somebody is sick, that you might just think twice before going into work or going into school just to prevent the spread of infection. But even with the best will in the world, we're definitely going to see a lot more of those common childhood infections, the most common one being your coughs and colds, then obviously your tummy bugs, but other conditions as well, like hand, foot and mouth, uh, ear infections, chicken pox. Now that kids are all mingling, we're going to start seeing more of them. Are those going to be mainly those at the younger age in primary school or can it happen for the older ones as well and even into secondary school? Well, that's actually one of the important things. Like I always think it's really important for young children to socialise. And unfortunately, becoming sick is almost a rite of passage. I always think of it like a professional boxer. Um, before, a, before a big fight, you have to do an awful lot of sparring. And I think those small infections that children get when they're young, they actually train their immune systems to be able to fight infections as they age. So when children are hanging around and spending time with each other when they're small, they're getting all those common coughs and colds and developing an immunity to them. And then when they get older, they tend to get sick a little bit less often. It's a question of how often it actually happens because sometimes maybe parents get worried if their child is constantly getting sick rather than occasionally getting sick and wonders whether they have some problems with their immunity or whatever. No, that's a really, really good question. Like my son has just started crash last week and his nose has been running nonstop since then. And I probably expect it's not going to stop until he goes to secondary school. And that's obviously because as a physician, you're just so used to seeing sick kids. On average, children, young children will get sick about eight times a year. And every time they get a cold, they can cough for up to four to eight weeks after that illness. So it can feel like your child is sick all of the time. Now, There are always exceptions, but generally what you need to remember, if there's a problem with a child's immune system, it's not that they'll get sick often. It's when they get sick, they'll get very sick. And that's something that's important to remember for kids who maybe are now 
three, four, five years of age and they've had a couple of courses of antibiotics um, over the over the years because that's actually quite unusual. And in those cases, you would have to ask, OK, or maybe we jump are we jumping to antibiotics a little bit early for viral infections or could there be an underlying issue like undiagnosed asthma presenting as recurrent chest infections or maybe a problem with the little eustachian tube that helps the ear drain causing recurrent ear infections that a child might need grommets because recurrent courses of antibiotics and young children really aren't the norm. What about dealing with tummy bugs? Yeah, they're really common and they're awful. Uh, Generally with tummy bugs, kids will vomit up to about two days and they can actually have diarrhoea for up to a week. Um, The most important thing is good hand hygiene because really unfortunately that's how they spread, not you washing hands properly after um, toileting. Um, The most important important thing with uh, tummy bugs is maintaining hydration. If a child can't keep fluid fluid down and they're vomiting every time they drink or eat something, that child is going to need medical attention. If they have a little bit of diarrhea, they've vomited a couple of times and they're not having a very high temperature, um, just keeping them some regular small amounts of fluid often. You have to remember with tummy bugs, the stomach is really sore and inflamed. So if you put a big volume of fluid in there, even if the child is really thirsty, the stomach is going to go, no, I don't like this. And it's going to vomit it all out. So you want to do small amounts often to try and limit the vomiting. But if that's not working, um, definitely seek advice from your GP. Okay. And well, seeking advice from your GP brings me to my final question, Brian. In what circumstances should you bring a sick child to see a doctor? I think undertheweather.ie is a resource by the HSE and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, And I think for all of these illnesses, it's very, very quick and easy because sometimes now, unfortunately, we definitely have an issue with accessing GPs. Um, don't, the, it seems to be a little bit harder to get a, an appointment and there, there seems to be just few, fewer of us around. So actually by going to, for simple questions, they can often be answered uh, online in a reliable resource. Um, but maternal instinct is really, really, really important. Like nobody knows their child's better than the parents. So if you look at your child and you're thinking, oh, they're a bit sick, but they're probably grand. They probably are. But if you ever get that instinct of, oh, there's something really wrong here. It's just not right. Never hesitate. Always contact the doctor. There's some other kind of helpful tips. Temperatures. Having a good thermometer is really important. And if you have a temperature above 39.5 in a child, contact a GP. That's more likely to be a bacterial infection or a more serious viral infection like COVID or flu. A temperature lasting longer than five days is not normal. And also, Sometimes parents say when they bring a child into the doctor, they don't give paracetamol or ibuprofen because they say, oh, I wanted you to see how sick they were. But actually, it's really, really, really helpful to give it because if you have a severe infection, using paracetamol or ibuprofen is a bit like shooting a pelican at a train. It's not going to do anything. Whereas if you're a child, if you give them paracetamol or ibuprofen and they were really sick and then 20 minutes later, they're feeling great. Well, that's actually very reassuring that they have a more mild self-limiting illness. Dr. Brian Higgins, thank you very much for joining us for The Last Word in Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.